And now, brought to you by Guru Energy Drinks. Good energy, smart organics. www.guruenergy.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck. He is Zachary Bartles, and it's been a while, baby, since we've been uh, together here in, in studio on the on the radio with one another, um, because we taped a lot of episodes over over Christmas break, and um, and now we're back, and this feels uh, it feels right to me. I've got a, a can of organic sparkling lime Guru uh, opened and beside me here in the studio, and I'm ready to do a huge Downton Abbey recap. You know, Downton Abbey. It's a popular show about <laughs> First World War England. <laughs> That's Chris Walken, folks. Chris, um, it's great to have you on the program as well. You must be uh, you must be with Zach there in uh, in the Gut Check North Studios. Am I right? You know, Ted, here in the studio, <laughs> I feel like I feel like my walking is slipping away from me. No, you, know? like, babe, you don't talk like that. I feel my like son and I do it so much at home just to annoy my wife. Yeah, that like I feel like I'm just getting lazy with it, you know. Yeah, get lazy with it. <laughs> you you need to stay sharp. Let iron sharpen iron, you know. <laughs> walking sharpen walking. Yeah, let walking sharpen walking. Dude, um, Downton. Yeah, so let's talk. I, I feel like we haven't talked about Downton Abbey since the season started. Which really, I know we are saving it for this. We are saving it for the for the program. But you would actually text me at certain times and say, "Don't talk about this with me via text." Uh, because we wanted to save uh, all the all the Downton recap for right now, so it was like that scene in the Karate Kid in the the locker room when Dutch, who was the like bleach blonde, who was oh, yeah. all on coke and everything, who by the way was the son of Steve McQueen in real life. Are you serious, dude? Yeah, yeah, that's how he became such a huge megastar. He really did <laughs> become a megastar, Dutch. and I'd always wondered, you know, how he <laughs> how, how did he get there? How do you become Dutch in the in the Karate Kid movies? But he called him Danielle, and then oh. he pushed him, mm. and then uh, the the ref came in and was like, "Save it for the ring." Yeah, and that's exactly. kind of what I was saying to you. No, exactly, it was, and uh, and now we're in, we're in the ring, as it were, the Downton <laughs> the Downton Abbey <laughs> ring. <laughs> Which is a really feminine sort of ring to be in, but uh, there's, there's hand carved wood in it, and there's yeah, hand carved doilies, wood, nice, yeah, nice drawing room doilies, <laughs> right, right. Baby, I want you to talk to me about um, just your your responses to the season thus far on Downton, uh, maybe favorite storylines, and and just some of the highlights, just to kick us off here. You know, th- the main thing I would like to discuss, okay, and I don't know if maybe I should save this. And we can no. talk about some tertiary things to begin with. I, I'd like you to just say it. The main thing I want to talk about is is why is it that we love Barrow so much when he's just he's so repulsive in 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 so many ways, and I mean that in like the most no, uh, I know it. I the, know the it. original sense of the word. He repels people and away from himself, and yet he does absolutely repel people, and and yet, dude, there is something there's something sympathetic that they've built into the Barrow character, such that. You know, he, he he's sort of walking around like, you know, self-flagellating about how, you know, he's going to lose his job. And that, that's sort of the Barrow arc thus far. Yet at the same time being like kind of a horrible jerk about how he was the, you know, he was the head butler for a couple minutes while uh, while Carson was on his honeymoon. So, yeah, I mean, there's he he's actually one of the most layered and interesting characters in the whole show, in my opinion. Tell me about this. What, what are your thoughts when he was the head butler, because uh, Carson was off uh, with yeah. his, his complete marriage, you know, doing right. do, all, do, all the doing things. Doing what people do in a complete marriage. <laughs> that was an awkward storyline, too, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Oh, it was great, though. It was so great. <laughs> Dude, it, it, tell me this. Tell me if you picked up on this. I feel like Downton is on an every other episode trajectory in which they have one really good app with a ton of, like, hot storylines and interesting stuff. And then the next step is just sort of like 45 minutes of kind of nothing. Are, are you with me on that? This has been your theory for a couple of seasons. And I, I feel like that happens once in a while, especially near the end of a season. But I don't think that's a, a hard and fast rule. Yeah, I don't know that it's a hard and fast. But uh, but yeah, your, your mention of that particular storyline reminded me. 
And now tell me, where, where were we going before that conversation? Oh, right. I was saying this. Um, when, when he was the head butler, yeah, okay. even though I love Carson, mm-hmm. even though Carson is one of the most baller characters in the history of television, yeah, I was like, if they came in... And Carson was like, I love married life and I'm old and I want to enjoy more of the my full marriage, you know, with all of my vigor yeah. and time. Wink, wink, nod, nod, <laughs> you know. I wouldn't be sad. I would be ecstatic. I'd be like, are you kidding me? Barrow's in now and everyone has to do what he says and start showing him the respect. Dude, that would have been really cool. It would have. Really, really cool. I would have been so excited. And, and, and that made me realize that, man, I'm rooting for this guy. Dude, Even, let, me, let me ask you this, man. All honesty as a writer, you know, sensing kind of where the season is going now do you think like either something really good or something really horrible is going to happen to barrow which which do you think it's going to be i think they're going to based on what they've done with characters in the past and granted they they'll kill somebody off on a heartbeat because Mm -hmm. the actor wants to sever their contract but other than that um they will do everything possible deus ex machina galore (laughs) to make everything hunky-dory you know, okay. like someone's going to come and donate $65 million to Downton on the condition that they have an underbutler. And they're going to be like, oh, yep. you're still yep. in. It, it's the, it'll be the Robert Barrow endowment, you know. <laughs> Dude, speaking of uh, bringing people back and, and sure. storylines that don't make any sense. Oh, I know it, man. I know where you're going with this, but throw it. Yeah. So we've got the, the marriage uh, that, that's been building for, for seasons and seasons with all that, you know, really – Kind of understated sexual tension in the air. Dude, around, yeah, uh, yeah, just the, the the crackle of sexual tension between the two of them, <laughs> yes. you know. And uh, and this moment of joy, everybody's yeah, toasting huge huge these moment. servants. These servants have finally and, and and they've and they've had it their way. They said no they're, they're to the Crawleys, and right, they had it. finally having their day in their space. Yes, and yeah. then and then a, a former member of the staff who didn't uh-huh. know if he was really upper crust yeah. proves that he is cluelessly upper crust by spoiling their greatest moment by saying i'm back right right like hey bigger news is that i'm back (laughs) and and, and i can't think of a more appropriate time to launch said news dude can i be honest with you man i've never liked that character that guy's so boring he's so boring like the greatest thing he ever did was like seducing sybil and then when they killed her off, it's like, oh, we're left with this. You're still here? You know, yeah, you're still here. You're still in the room. I don't know all... if I belong. I don't think you do. Go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can tell you uh, definitively that you don't belong. If that guy didn't have that accent, the, yeah. you know, overwhelmingly female re- viewership of that show would not care whether he was there or not. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that was, that was a really interesting, you know, move on their part to bring him back the way they did. And And here's my question for you. Uh, KK and I have had a little bit of dialogue about this uh, at home. Um, like, what's their angle with him? Like, I, I assert that they brought him back to hook up with one of the other two sisters, which KK thinks Mary. is just yeah. completely scandalous. But but I think for what other reason would they bring him back, you know? I don't know. It, it, there's not a – it seems to me like a lot of the writing on that show is mm-hmm. just – it's it's just arbitrary. I mean, and a lot of they'll start a storyline, yeah. and it'll feel like it's going somewhere huge, and then they'll just abandon it. I mean, it, it's yeah. not great writing, honestly. Dude, you know what storyline sucks this season? Huh. The whole thing about the hospital. Yeah, I don't care what happens to it. No, no one all. cares. Yeah, like they they need to take one sentence and resolve that so that it can just <laughs> go away. Well, here's the thing. I feel like they're trying to make this touch point, this focal point for the. Uh, coming change that that's going to overturn sure. all of life in the villages. They know it, but the whole show is already about that. Absolutely, yeah. So the, you the, don't need that little thing, right? <laughs> like history is moving that along. You know, the passage of time. So yeah, you don't need the the, the hospital thing at all. It's just boring. It, it grinds the whole thing to a halt. And and I realize I'm going all negative now, but it, I'll I'll soon turn it to the positive. You you know who else I'm kind of get, getting sick of is uh, Bates and his wife. Really? Dude, a little bit, man. Like Because he hasn't murdered anyone in a while. I, yeah, I guess I, I I enjoyed him more when there was a little bit of an edge to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just like she's all hangdog and, and mopey all the time about this or that. And I don't know. <laughs> this or that. <laughs> I Admittedly, truly like huge issues. So not to trivialize what, what she's hangdog about. But uh but yeah, know. well, yeah, this is the thing. Like, you know how an SNL sketch in like 1993 would yeah. be like four times longer than it should be. 
Yes. Like, oh, I get it. So yeah. making copies yeah. is the joke. And then they do it for like four freaking Dude, hours. That's so true. That yeah. is exactly what they tend to do with storylines on Downton. Mm. Whether it's whether, you know, he Branson's going to leave or not, whether yeah. she's going to yeah. get pregnant or not, whether they're going to go to prison for the murder of this guy or not. It's just like, okay, right. this would have right. been interesting, but you're it's really overstaying its welcome. And maybe that's a British thing. Maybe they just have longer sure. attention spans and, and more tolerance yeah. for repetition. I don't know. Right, right. Dude, let me tell you about a character who I love, who I hope really good things happens to. Um, it's Mrs. Patmore. Oh, dude, Mrs. Are you Patmore with me on is the best. She is the best. She's dude, the best want, character on the show. I want her to find love so bad. She apparently does too, based on a comment or two. This, this yeah, oh yeah, she's she's made a couple of comments. <laughs> dude, Mrs. Uh, uh, Patmore, who again extraneous uh, uh, storylines. Remember when she was going blind? Yeah, I that do. they resolved in like thirteen seconds. You're like, wait, what? Huh? What? She's yeah. okay. And They're then, like, here, Mrs. Padmore, here's some eye drops. Yeah, right. That's over. You're you know? fine. You'll be fine. And, That's <laughs> right. She was going blind. I totally forgot about that. Dude, she's the best character in every every line she says. It, it, if you stop and think about the line, you're like, yeah, that's not that great of a line. But the way she delivers it just makes it no. legendary. Every word that comes out of her mouth is – she's like the female Polly. Everything dude, is she's art. awesome. She is the female Polly. Everything is art that, and poetry that she says. So, dude, here here's my prediction on Mrs. Patmore. You know how uh, that old that old farmer is coming to live uh, on the property? You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. I, th- I think he hooks up with Mrs. Patmore. I think you're wrong, but that would be awesome because that guy's that guy's kindly and and then Mrs. Patmore becomes like stepmother-in-law, dude. Yeah, Daisy, that, dude, that would be amazing. She because she's already like taking on that kind of maternal role with yes. Daisy anyway. Dude, I feel like we should pause, not stop yeah. talking about this. Pause okay, and yeah. talk about something uh, involving. Uh, fighting and bloodshed, uh, yeah, shotguns, uh, say something sportsy. Me say something sportsy. I'm not going to. I mean, (laughs) are you, uh, are you going to watch the Super Bowl? Yes. Do you have any interest in that? Uh, beyond just the, the kind of cultural item that it is, do you have any interest in the, in the teams or the players, the storylines? You know, I, I don't. I, I actually try to go into that one, uh, Without without a whole lot of preconceived anything, and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. and just kind of appreciate it, and and throughout sure. the first half or so, decide who I'm rooting for. Oh, interesting. Okay, um, I, I would encourage you uh, to root for Denver. Okay, um, I'll root yeah, for so Denver. I, I won't I won't really suss out why that is or, or whatever, but I think it will become clear to you as you watch the game unfold why why you'll want to root for Denver. Okay, I'll, I'll be kind of like how I was sort of rooting for Rubio last night in the the debate, but I really didn't care. Yeah, how did that go, by the way? Without Trump, it was it was a little bit boring, but it was also a little bit more grown up. Now, why wasn't Trump there? Because he's a big baby. Oh, interesting. Because he thought that the moderator, Megyn Kelly, had been mean to him okay. in a previous debate. And he was like, you know what? The president of the United States doesn't have to deal with people that are mean or disrespectful to him. That's he can so just true. say, I don't have to deal with you. And you know what? Being a being afraid of a girl named Megan is a really good look for a future president. <laughs> Megan with a Y. No, not with a Y. Really? Yeah. Dude, oh, that's she funny. dominated that's him. Funny. She really did. He tried to like like oh, like goodness. joke her down and like make her feel small and she just destroyed him and that's why he was <laughs> so against his, Oh my gosh. Dude, a I Fox News anchor. This. I should care about politics. It sounds interesting. It, it's mildly interesting, but I mean it's so sickening. And there's still yeah. like yeah. Um, um the better part of a year. The, the vast majority of a year before we even vote on the – oh, my gosh, yeah. Let's go back yeah. to Downton and talk about more interesting things. Dude, let's absolutely go back to Downton. Where do you think they're going with, like, um, uh, Lord Grantham's sort of, like, chest pains or whatever? Or is it chest? Is it stomach? Like, what is he clutching when he when he sort of clutches <laughs> his midriff uh, once in a while in the, in the the throughout the course of an episode? What, I what's think happening? he's got a, a couple of uh, – ulcers or something from the stress okay. and he's well, going to hand over the the entire running of of uh the whole estate and everything to the the tag team of mary and her new husband uh branson okay dude you know what that makes a ton of sense actually i mean mary and branson they both have kind of that that business head on their shoulders and they're both like attractive on paper but in reality right. they're just kind of like boring and their, their personalities are like black holes Dude, I'll tell you what, man. You know who I'm really rooting for this season as well? And and you know who's really impressed me is Edith. Edith? Yeah, Edith is going to have a happy day, dude. Dude, Edith has had a happy day. Remember when she uh yeah, when she, she fired the magazine. Her, 
She fired the guy at the magazine, and then she had to like put the magazine out on her own, and she and she did it. She pulled it off. That's when you texted me, and you were like, "This episode is essentially about Edith it's, running gut check." It's like what would happen if Edith ran gut check? It'd be amazing. Only she wouldn't have to fire us. We'd be like, "Ah, oh, right? good for you, Edith." Yeah, Edith, you do all the work, and we'll <laughs> we'll sit here and talk and crack jokes. We'll entertain you while you work. That'd, that'd oh man. Yeah, but the, the, I don't know. The the whole, like, it took her so long to fire that guy kind of annoyed me. Like, you know that women who were used to having power because they were from a prominent family weren't trying to, you know, fingernail their way to the top uh, yeah. and, and get past the glass ceiling. She would have fired that guy and probably burned out his family and and Absolutely. canceled his inheritance, like, at the first show of, of insubordination. Dude, not to be weird, but uh, is Edith getting prettier a little bit? Is she getting a little more attractive? Well, I mean, I think what made Edith as a character unattractive was the constant kind of sneering, complaining. Yeah, the kind of that's fading away. Uh, persona that she took on there for the first few uh, first few seasons. Yeah, absolutely. She's getting a little confidence now. Yeah, I don't know what's up with this guy. She keeps bumping into. And I'll tell you what really doesn't interest me. Yeah, when I'm well, watching Downton Abbey, and yeah. they get in like a long conversation about car racing. Oh yeah, you that's... know who else that doesn't interest is Mary. <laughs> Because she said it didn't interest her. <laughs> she thing. said, and I quote, I couldn't have any less interest in cars <laughs> if I took a pill to achieve it. Oh, yeah, that was great, wasn't <laughs> it? She's so vicious, dude. But <laughs> yeah. you know what? I think certain guys are into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Certain guys like being like belittled and, and ridiculed yeah. and made to feel horrible. And uh, <laughs> what what remains to be seen is if Branson is, is indeed one of those guys, you know. I don't know, man. Well, when we go back and listen to the archives, it'll probably be all very clear. What it was going to happen? It really will. It really will. Hey, you know what's funny? It was we we didn't record last week because you were snapping footballs because we're men. Even yeah, though we watched yeah, exactly. Down in Abbey, that, that's but, a thing uh, that men do. <laughs> but but um, we were talking about how how much of a jerk move it was for Branson to show up and and uh, announce his return in the middle yeah. of a toast. Horrible. And, <laughs> and then the next episode, he said, "Why? I hope I didn't steal their thunder." Yeah. Gee. As if that made it okay. And, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lord Grantham's like, no, I think they loved it. I think they wanted yeah. you to come in. And, and I'm sure they loved it. The day that the they've dreamed about their entire lives, you know, kind of giving up the spotlight to you. <laughs> you overestimate them, Branson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unbelievable, that guy. The only other thing that we didn't talk about here, I think, is uh, the uh, the lady that I didn't, I barely remembered, the redhead from yeah. from season one who came back now no longer in service but married to a philanthropist or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She was the one who, and, and jog my memory here, what wasn't it was Sybil who was like kind of tutoring her on the sly? Am I yeah, right? Right. That was a really cool storyline, and it actually just reminded me of what a cool character Sybil was. Yeah, that that show really – I mean, I like it still now, but it began yeah. to go downhill when she died. It really did. I didn't care when Matthew died because that guy was Yonsville, but – Dude, he was literally the most boring character on the whole show. His death meant zero. Uh, he was there basically as the sperm donor to create a new <laughs> – Inher- uh, it, I almost said inheritor. Uh, yeah. A new what's the term? Yeah. A new heir. Heir. Um, yeah. So yeah, he and, and he he aired on the side of boring every time. Basically, the heir <laughs> which the show and Mary has completely ignored. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like you never ever see Mary with her her child. I would like to read. You know what we should write as a white paper? <laughs> okay. What? Um, instead of Paul and Ted trip, it should be like. Jim and Don Trip okay. doing an, the other two and, brothers, the yeah, black sheep of the family, the ones with the without the mustaches, um, but with with more like uh, impressive degrees. Yeah, they should do a kind of assessment of the parenting methods. <laughs> Dude, I would love it. <laughs> Down nappy because didn't they freaking lose one of those little kids in one of the episodes? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The kid well, was like running around the, the 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 thing, and then some lady absconded with it. And Am how I right? much better would that kid be? How much better off with someone <laughs> who actually spent like her whole life like wanting to care for the kid? Yeah, exactly. Rather than being like, I'm going to London. Yeah, throw it at the nanny again. We should write a paper. Kid. Yeah, parenting issues in Downton Abbey. Oh my gosh. That That'd be, be amazing, dude. Holding them up to like kind of 21st century, like yeah. overprotective hipster parents standards. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, this has to happen. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's such a gong show, though. They'll like bring them down and the yeah. kids are like, mommy, daddy. And they're like, oh, hugs, hugs. Okay, go away. 
I'm... Dude, if, if only actual parenting was that easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they come downstairs, they give you one, like, huge appreciative hug, and then they just sort of disappear for the rest of the day. That sounds horrendous. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you oh, want to yeah, know? You're, you're great dad guy. I, I forgot. I forgot. I, I don't know. I don't know if, if that's where your bar is for being a great dad. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, the, the the bar is you, baby. Okay. You're, okay. You're, you're Mr. Great Dad. You invented that. I I feel like there's some hostility here, man. There's not hostility, but 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 you are you are sort of, you know, like, hey, I just got done with a six hour Nerf gun war with my kid, you know, and and the the the, the result is to sort of make the rest of us feel horrible, even though I know you're not trying to do that <laughs> in any way, but. <laughs> You know oh I mean? man. Okay. I don't I I guess I didn't I wasn't aware of that. I mean when I got off Facebook five years, you were you were sort of doing some of that. But uh but I, I don't know if you do anymore. See, because I've been off Facebook. Yeah, no, I do, I do. I, I you still, still do. do that? That's you know, still, I, I was just about to tell you what, what me and my kid are doing these days because mm. it's funny and, and relates oh, I'd love to, to hear it. But yeah. yeah, I can tell you don't want to hear it, but No, I really don't, and I didn't back then. But <laughs> <laughs> What are wow. you doing though? Now you've piqued my curiosity. Okay, well, uh, it, it, along the lines of ancient technology, okay. um, you know how uh, I usually stick around my my sweet spot of two thousand two, two thousand three with technology because yeah, that was bugs just are all error. known and and it's all yeah. cheap and um, well, we had been playing games on a GameCube, okay, uh, Nintendo GameCube, and and yeah. I had I think the the newest game I had found for that was was Madden two thousand seven. Oh, dude, that's a fun one. Dude, yeah, that's a really it, fun. One. It is. It is very addicting. Yeah. Um, and, but I mean, that that even the newest stuff was it was it was getting to the point where it was almost a little bit. I, I was feeling like bad dad guy, you know, because my kids playing these really pixely games and stuff. Oh, so sure. sure. Yeah. I I looked into getting like a, a cord that would hook it up to the component in on the TV and make the picture much crisper. Oh, sure. Two hundred bucks. For because the cord, rare for the cord, and oh. then I found out if you get a Wii, yeah, it you you can plug the you can play those same games mm -hmm. and it automatically goes into the really high def input. So I got the Wii, and okay. now I have remembered. Which you can probably get a Wii for like twenty bucks now, right? Dude, I got it with all sorts of games and all yeah. the everything, all the the bells and whistles and add-ons yeah. and everything for like uh, I think a hundred dollars. Oh, Craigslist. Nice. Okay, yeah. yeah, and and so we've been I've been playing a ton of. Uh, we bowling. Oh, that's fun. And we golf. I love yeah. we golf. We boxing is fun. They're all fun. Yeah, yeah they're all fun. Yeah, that, that thing really is concept. Did you guys get the Wii when it was like the new thing? We got it. No, we we get everything like a year or two after it's the new thing. Okay. And I remember the my aunt bought uh, bought a Wii for the boys like a, a year or two after it came out, and they were they were really excited. And we still have it. Um, and they still they still play it periodically. So yeah, that's a good uh, it's a good system for sure. There's nothing better than uh, like going into game number nine of of, of bowling, mm -hmm. and and you've only been playing for like thirteen minutes, and you're like, I could never go to a bowling alley again because there's all that stinking downtime. Oh, dude, it takes forever at the bowling alley. Yeah, waiting for the yep. thing to come back. It's setting the yeah. pins. Forget that. I just want them to appear, and then plus all the sad people you see at the bowling alley in real <laughs> life. You know, all that's all that's kind of the we takes care of all that for you. I feel like y you and me and our wives went bowling once. Didn't Dude, we? we did, I think. Yeah, we did. I yeah, think we uh, went and had sushi and then we went bowling and I remember being really grossed out by like just putting my fingers that I'd eaten sushi oh, with into the it. bowling ball for I some reason. It. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean that 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 transaction, I mean this is the putting of your fingers into the bowling ball uh <laughs> Sand sushi. I mean, you take sushi out of the equation. It's still a really gross thing to do. But. You know what's really gross, man? People get like the, the little waitress will come over and be like, "Hey, can I help you guys?" And yeah, yeah. and the people will be like, "I'll have a plate of nachos." And then Dude, they'll right. be like, they're like they're like chicken wings. Yeah, they're like licking so they're, their fingers and then sticking them in the bowl. Oh, it's the like, worst, dude. What? What? How much? E. coli is in oh. those those bowling balls, dude. I shudder to think there's got to be some in the bowling community, which you know, I'm, I'm not. Really aware You're not of that. Tapped community. into that. I'm yeah. not tapped into that community, but <laughs> I mean, there's got to be some kind of like spray, some aerosol-based disinfectant that you that that they spray into those bowling balls every night. I've got to think, don't you think? I, I don't know. I mean, they spray it like like a little. Uh, basically, it's a a what's the term? No, nominal amount of of spray into the shoes. Sure. Um, yeah. Just a, a, just for a show. You know? Just for a show. Exactly. It's just for the show of it because you know it's not getting down to like the the toe area. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's nothing. You know what I do, man? 
What? I save. You're gonna. You're gonna. Never mind. No. 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 Come on. <laughs> when when I get a, a hole in a, a, a pair of white white socks. Okay. I keep them. I keep this the socks instead of throw them away. Sure. Then <laughs> I keep them in the back of my sock drawer. Okay. And then when I'm going to go bowling, oh, I put boy. them on over other socks. Okay. You I go bowling, yeah. and then when I'm done, I return the shoes and I throw the socks away. You know what? That's not a bad way to go. <laughs> I, I know I'm a germaphobe, but you got to admit that is that's common sense. No, that's really common sense. I, I actually wish I'd thought of that. That's a really a really good way to go. Your kids yeah. like bowling? I find that, that uh, my son likes to talk about bowling, but then when yeah. you get there, he's just like done with well, it. Well, here's the thing. They they do like it. Maxim, Maxim loves it, um, and Tristan loves it only if he wins. Right. And then if he doesn't win, he gets all morose and glum and angry. That is exactly how I was. Like I, I'd be like, really? I want to go bowling. I want to go bowling. My old man would bring me within yeah. three frames. You know, I have like nine points, and then I would just yeah, right, get right. so mad. I had a crazy rage issue yeah. from, from the ages of about like – Three until uh, I'd say twenty-two or so. Yeah, 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 like, absolutely. Like, and it comes out every once in a while, either when I'm driving, uh-huh. or when I'm dealing with electronics, like like uh, when I'm when I'm trying to get a computer to work and it won't. Yeah, or it freezes yeah. up or something. I'll get so mad and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I used to be like this all the time." Dude, those are those are maddening moments. They're terrible. Now, tell me this vis-a-vis technology. Have you made any headway with? Um, the Olive Tree software company to get your palm equipped with with what you need it to be equipped with. Well, I have to tell you is that I'm very disappointed in the Gut did Check Army. I get that Army. name right, Olive Tree? You did. Very okay. good. Yeah. I'm disappointed in the lack of engagement from the Gut Check Army on the yeah. uh, Olive Tree front in that I believe zero people, not even Weebus, have oh. have uh, tweeted. I mean, if, if Frank Turk tweeted, I think that would be enough just to, to yeah. you know make them cave immediately. But nobody tweeted at Olive Tree Bible uh, with with um, insistence that they they mm-hmm. give me the files. Uh, mm-hmm. And then yesterday they mm-hmm. had a, a throwback Thursday, okay, where they said just a little reminder of what it looked like when our Bible software was on the Palm platform. Oh, uh, they're and just taunting you. With that's it. what I said. I said you are you're just you're taunting me. You're you're putting this in my face. It's mean spirited. It is, and and for a Bible company, man. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Come on. So the hashtag is free the PDBs. Oh, I like it. Yeah, like those it. those are the Palm database files that I'm that I'm wanting. And yeah, I didn't know what PDB meant, but I just I acted you like could, it. you could tell from context. I, I yeah. could kind of put it together contextually. So yeah. if if anybody you know out there, I, I'm going to say, I'll put you in the running. If you if and, and I haven't checked with my my business partner Ted, but if you um, if you leave us a review and you tweet on the PDB tip, you're entered twice to win the uh, oh, the publishing book. I like it. Or you know, Mana I, from Heaven, or one of the other gut check books. I agree with that. So, and maybe we should re, re kind of retread that, Ted. Remember, why don't you why don't you lay out what this this uh, promotion is that we're that we're pushing these days. Yeah, what the promotion is is uh, for anyone in our in our army in the gut check uh, atmosphere uh, to go on to Twitter, go on to uh, Amazon, leave a fawning review uh, with a link to our new book, The Gut Check Guide to Publishing, which is a, a fabulous read full of uh, wit and wisdom uh, regarding the publishing industry and what you can expect there. Um, if you go on, if you fawn about the book on some piece of online media. Uh, we're going to take those, we're going to evaluate those, and then we're going to give uh, things, gut check related uh, products to uh, to the winners. So we're going to pick the 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 best ones and uh, and send them some free swag. Simple as that. Simple as that. Exactly. You you don't have to do a whole heck of a lot except fawn all over us, um, and we 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 like that. We will respond. Uh, we'll always respond kindly to that. <laughs> Um, you know, speaking of uh, the fawning reviews, uh, yeah. I think the last fawning review we got uh, expressed some some dissatisfaction with the the dearth of RHE tweets as of late. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, uh, I wonder if we should fire up the randomizer today and, and see where that brings us. I feel like we should. Do you want to do you want to fire up the randomizer now while you're kind you know, of. Let me turn. Let me twist the the, the knob and, and pull the yep. giant lever uh, okay. on the wall that makes that happen. Okay. There we go. And we've got a tweet. 
you have a tweet just like that. Though you know what, the randomizer never disappoints, does it? <laughs> I really you love how, how it works. You uh, know? Yeah, yeah. You know what? There are things that will let you down, yeah. but the randomizer always produces some some real hilarious content. I totally agree. I totally uh, but agree. but not that it's hilarious. More that it's something no, to no. not react to. Yeah, I mean we're not yeah we're not we're not making comment on the hilariousness one way or the other and uh, and well I'll just leave it at that. In fact, maybe we need to. I'll, I'll just refresh the rules here. This segment uh, is, is a segment in which we read a tweet from a particular prominent. Uh, I don't know. What just, I guess not journalist so much as no, no. We're not. We're not saying that. Not theologian certainly. No. Um, Keep going. Self-styled. Uh, opiner i guess okay and uh we we read it and and we read it in such a way that it's deadpan uh-huh. sometimes celebrities read it which is always exciting uh and then we don't react in any way whatsoever to the tweet okay yeah I, and and you know historically we've been really good at this i mean we've <laughs> we've we've really held to that you know we've held to that standard so why don't you go ahead and read it for us ted okay here we go this is uh this is a tweet Uh, by Rachel Held Evans, to which we won't be responding in any way. Heartbreaking to witness good people go against all their best instincts in marriage-slash-parenting to try and conform to fundamentalist models. (laughs) (laughs) Are you... you, Those those to me, Zach, are the sounds of heartbreak. I feel like you're... (laughs) I feel like you're heartbroken right along with no, her. I was able to, be, in keeping with the rules of the, the segment, I was able to control my heartbreak somehow. Okay. I was able to keep my heart from breaking. I feel like you're really in command of your emotions, and I really respect <laughs> that about you. All right. You know, you know what? I, I'm going to kick up the, the randomizer one more time. Do, do it. I would like that. And here we are. Okay. Are you going to do the honors this time? I shall, yeah. Well, today, I got called a judgmental Christian by Jerry Falwell Jr. Never thought that would happen. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was laughing about something else. Yeah. there's. You know, I, I find that a lot of times other things pop into my head. When a we, lot of when funny things happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, let me be clear. I'm in an empty office and really an empty building. There's no... There's, <laughs> <laughs> there really was nothing. a squirrel outside acting in yeah. a funny way, using his hands like he was a little person. <laughs> yeah, and he had a little top hat on, and he kept removing it in sort of a, a, a vaudevillian kind of way. <laughs> well, that happens. These yeah. things happen. It really does. And it, and it the timing is a bear, happen. though. It, it all, Yeah, it always happens when we read these tweets. Now, Zach, I've got – I don't know if you know this just technologically, but I actually have a, a, a sort of off-site randomizer here in my office. I didn't know that. Which I can fire up. It's it's an elaborate series of of sort of flashing lights and and levers and uh, and and pulleys and so forth. But uh, I'm going to pull the lever on my randomizer, um, and I think I think we should read one more. Are you are you okay with that? Yeah, go for it. Okay, here we go. And here it is. Um, <clears throat> this is Rachel Held Evans again. Uh, tweeting, as we start a family, I've never been more happy and grateful to be in a true partnership with my husband, parenthetical, no strict gender roles slash hierarchy. <laughs> you know, the, the, the squirrel was back. Oh, was he now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm. You know what? I wanted to just see if what happens if we run both of our our randomizers concurrently. Okay. Is there a chance that that would kind of unravel the space time continuum? Or? I feel like it would. I feel I feel like what would happen would be that it would sort of let out a, a, a wheeze, and there would be like a puff of smoke that would come out of the randomizer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if we both sort of engaged our our respective randomizers at the same time. You know what I mean? Um, I, 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 what I, and what I'm wondering is twofold. Uh, a, if it would work at all. You know uh-huh. what I mean? If, if just the technology is, is up to par enough where that would work. 
and B, if it would pick the same tweet. Have you ever wondered this? I, I, you know, my awareness of your of your independently built is I assume that it was somebody's project for like a uh, yeah higher actually, mathematics course or something. I, it I was. Didn't know I, about I actually it, engaged the engineering department here at the university where I teach and got some really great. Uh, input and and there were there were some plans some blueprints and uh we just went with it but but for the last four minutes or so i have been wondering exactly that well why don't we do this on the count of three why don't we both kind of engage the apparatus on our respective randomizers and see if uh the same tweet comes up okay all right all right all right you count it off i'm gonna give it a three count one two three I have it. I have a tweet in front of me. Do you? I've got one. Yep. Here we go. And is, and is your randomizer okay? Nothing untoward uh, happened with it. Um, well, is, there's a light that says "call for service" blinking, and I don't know who to call. But yeah, you know what? My my call for service light's been on in my randomizer for for six months. You I just ignore it. That's yeah, actually I the case with my car for real. But... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that light well, means nothing to me. How about we do this just for dramatic effect? How about okay. again on the count of three? We simultaneously read our tweets. Okay. Okay. Even if they if they wind up being wildly divergent tweets, we'll, we'll just power through and read them at the same time. It'll just be a jumble of of words at that point. But uh, but I I feel confident that our randomizers have have done the the good work of turning up the same tweet. Okay. Um. And and if not, I I just I want to believe that about our randomizers. I want to believe the best about them. <laughs> so I'm going to count us off here, and on the count of three, we read. Uh, the tweet together. And one, two, three. Today, Today I wrote, wrote a, blog, a blog, went, went to, the, to OB, the OB, ate, ate at Panera, and was told, and was told that, that in, quote, in a quote, healthy, healthy church, church age, age, I would have, would been, have burned been burned at, at the, the stake. stake. It would pick the same one, Ted. Un- un- unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask we're, you something, man. We're laughing about how the randomizers picked the same one. I don't know how funny that tweet was or wasn't. Right? Yeah, I know that was an experiment that had it, the, the content was was yeah. incidental. But yeah. uh, I'm wondering if you think uh, that that another uh, podcast you're on, which is uh, uh, far it's more a, reliable yeah. with its delivery of weekly episodes, I don't and think also it's that much more reliable. Well, it is. Yeah, almost it has to a an higher profile. Degree, to be honest. Almost. <laughs> It's like, hey, I realize you're out of town, like working on 16 other things, but let's we got to record. Yeah. <laughs> so the 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 question I have is, mm-hmm. I mean that that's that's become a fairly um, prominent deal. Okay. Do you think uh, that the person whose name you use to sign off at the end yeah. is aware that this is happening? Well, it, it's funny you ask that. Um, the last couple episodes we haven't been using the name, not because. Uh, the person is or isn't aware or has or hasn't um, kind of evidenced any awareness. But I was told by uh, another host on the program that that shtick was getting boring. No, it's never boring. Well, according to this person, um, that that bit was boring and it was played and it was time to do something else. I don't want to ask you who it was, but was it was it conveyed to you in this way? Hey, big T man. Hey, man. This is just kind of getting a little bit Oldsville, man. Like, or was it more like Ted? I think this is getting old. It, 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 it was the first one. It was okay, first one really? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. And now I I feel like as a a long time listener. Okay. Yeah. Really from really from the beginning. Yeah, you've been you've been with us. From uh, from day one, that for a guy to just kind of wander in there and after a couple of months start making that sort of proclamation mm. about uh, content, I think that's a little out of line. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not prepared to comment on that one way or the other. But uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a little bit of a shock. I, I must um, be behind. I thought I was up to date on it. I haven't heard one that didn't end with uh, till next. You time. know, there may just be one, but I think it's up now. I think the, I think the one that didn't end with that is up now. Huh. And here was the suggestion: end with some other random person's name. Oh, that's not, dude! The fact that it sounds like and it, and, it, and it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny at all. What, what did you end with? I don't know. Just some guy's name. I think it was um, uh, it was somebody we'd referenced in the program. Some other author. I don't know Gary Chapman or one of these. Dude, like, go with your gut, man. Yeah. 
that, that never ceases to bring a literal out loud guffaw from me. Mm. Dude, you know what I'm doing while we talk? This is horrible. Checking your mail? No. I'm reading more tweets by this individual <laughs> and just getting more and more like... I, I'm not supposed you're to You're having respond. more and more no response. I'm more and more no response. Yeah, to you're, the point you're so like, non-responsive at this point. I'm so non-responsive, I feel like... You're almost responsive again. Yeah, I'm I'm almost yeah I'm almost responsive. So I, what I'm going to do is just close that, <laughs> so that I don't have to see it and get more non-responsive. Oh my gosh, dude! What did you just close it now? I did, dude. My randomizer fell off the wall or it was mounted, dude. Oh my gosh! We've got some serious like synced up randomizers going on, man. Uh, well, you know what? I think the warranty's still good for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. I've good. got a, I've got a Rachel Held Evans randomizer guy. So, <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> and by guy, you mean a woman? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, we, we, far be it from us to imply that you know that, that that the individual who works on the randomizers could only be a guy. Selfish, misogynistic pig for well, suggesting that 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 it's a randomizer guy. I heard this morning that the next big uh push for kind of equality in the workplace is to remove mm-hmm. any references to uh gender binary language. I I absolutely affirm that. See, yeah. my randomizer guy is actually a really intelligent woman. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, good on you, man. You're, good, you're good on me. Yeah, good on me. You're Just ahead of the game. Past. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, baby, let's uh let's transition here into one more thing. On our program, you you texted me the other day, very very randomly, uh, very randomizer Lee, <laughs> <laughs> and you explained that the song by the Smashing Pumpkins called "Bullet with Butterfly Wings" was like the '90s est music video you you'd ever seen. Yeah, even though I pay for uh, Pandora, like the the pay subscription where you don't get any commercials, for wow, some yeah. reason I always uh, go on YouTube and just start yeah. like the kind of uh, song lists, the playlists yeah. from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And I, I glanced over because I was just listening to music and, and I had a, like a 90s alt-rock kind of thing going and, yeah. and I was like, I forgot about this video and Dude, I was I, transfixed by it. I honestly can't for the life of me remember the song or the video. Now, I'm sure when the song comes on, I'll, I'll remember it instantly, but uh, it didn't immediately come to mind. So can we, can we do this? Can we simultaneously play <clears throat> this video? And um, kind of comment on it together. That sounds like a great idea. Hang on. Let me make a bunch more creaking noise so that I can face yeah. the computer. Yeah, do a lot more creaking and, and sort of <laughs> crashing around there in your space. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll be ready to do this. All right. I'm going to bring it up on, uh, on my – I've got a secondary computer now, a desktop computer in my, in my you, study. You should. Every, every, every I deserve it. should have two computers. Yeah, you do. Pamper yourself, you know? <laughs> All right. So bullet with butterfly wings – yeah. By the Smashing Pumpkins. What a great band, dude. Oh, great, man. Great. 90s 90s band. All yeah. right. And so I'm I'm getting the one that's got 16 million views. Okay. I uh, I have the same one. All right. Let's click on it simultaneously. Hopefully there's not a YouTube ad before it. Okay. And go. There's an ad. Mine's for Pampers. What's yours for? Oh, I have no ad. Oh, okay. Well, pause it. Okay. I'm I paused it where he goes he had just said the world is a vampire, and now he's like scratching his shoulder and weirdly looking upward. Okay, let me get to the the weirdly looking upward part. Okay, or yeah, I, I just, got it. I got it. I, got I can it. just tell you that it's six seconds in. That okay, was, I'm, I'm also six seconds in. And by the way, if you want, you can right below we'll embed the video, and you can watch it with us. That would be uh, if you'd like. Okay, so um, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna count off again on three. We'll press play. Okay, one, two, three. All right, so he's very waifish and very... Yeah, uh, this is a very thin Billy Corgan, which hasn't always been the case, honestly. He I, fluctuates I a little bit. He's got a lot of hair here, but the yeah. video for Tonight Tonight, he's got uh, bald head, which is the same album, I think. Now, what are we looking at here? Are there, like, just kind of garden-variety ditch diggers? Are these just people digging trenches? These are people who are wallowing in the mud and being forced to wallow by... By right. uh, the man, I guess. Society, yeah, societal norms and mores. These are people just 
slaving away. I think you know? that the uh, speakers you see are like for people to shout directions at them, like "Keep on digging, more, yeah. more wallowing." Yeah. And this is a commentary on the fact that like most people are just caught up in this kind of lifestyle, right? I don't. I think there actually is more of a spiritual element to it too, as you get to the uh, when they start pulling people out at the end, and then. Oh, the, now, you remember this song, Despite All My Rage? I, I do, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is standard 90s fare. You do like it, right? I do like it, yeah. Good, good. I liked it then, and I and I like it now. That yeah. mic looks a lot like the one on which we recorded the uh, Facing Tyson it really audio does. book. I like that. It brings back good good memories for me. I love that t-shirt, dude. Zero. With a yeah, what, what do you think is going on there, Zach, with the Zero t-shirt? I think that uh, it's, it's just nihilism by the 90s. Okay, yeah. Is there a way to put the word nihilism and 90s together? Like, no, there's not. Not, 90s-alism. No. (laughs) We tried and it didn't work out. I tried to do it there and it it didn't work, but I I wanted to try it. Now, I I like the, also the, like, uh, I'm I'm dirty and and unkempt, but I'm also wearing a tie. You know, like a silver tie over a silver shirt. I see that. I see what's happening there. Now, talk to me a little bit about the pants on Billy Corgan here. Is that like a silver lame situation or is that leather like silvery leather? What are we what are we looking at there? Hmm. Might be plastic? Are those plastic pants? I th- I feel like if they were plastic that would be that would be its own kind of commentary, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they're all falling in. They're, Dude, they're falling, falling in. They're trying to get out but they keep falling back in. There was kind of a heavyset guy falling in. His 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 midriff was kind of jiggling. Did you see that? <laughs> now I, I would wonder how one could maintain that kind of girth in this kind of a setting. Yeah, I mean if you were doing all this hard labor day after day, I I, I think you would burn a lot more calories. Alright, not to be all like like eighth grade writings and, and literature prop, but I no, believe no, we're okay. looking at a Christ figure here that's being kind of okay. beaten down and, and pulled oh. down. Now he's oh, dead. I see that. Yeah. A Christ figure wearing, like, a, a black thermal. And the lyrics are, uh, Tell me I'm the only one. Tell me there's no other one. Jesus was an only son for you. Do, do you remember how deep we thought this was in the 90s? I still kind of feel like it's deep. I feel I feel like this holds up pretty well. Okay. I mean, I know that it doesn't, but I feel right. like it does. Dude, you know what conversation <laughs> I had with my students, like, two nights ago? There were some students over at the house, and I was lamenting the fact that they don't have ballads. You know what I mean? Like they don't they don't have any space in their in their current pop culture for ballads. And one of my students goes, It's because we don't do emotions. Like you're so kind of emotionally shunted because of all the irony and cynicism and like they just don't there's no room for anything like this that's like kind of unabashedly trying to be deep and evocative and emotional. You know, like right I mean? here everyone's getting sprayed off with a fire hose and they're not muddy anymore. They wouldn't they wouldn't Please. connect with that. They would be like, yeah. that's so cheesy. Right, they're clean though is the thing. They were dirty, now they're clean. They'd look for the the next level of irony to like uh, Yeah. To mock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that sounds really tiring. It doesn't it, yeah. it doesn't strike me like, oh that's a shame, but more really? like, oh my gosh, it's exhausting. Yeah, it just doesn't sound fun, you know? Now, the end here, he's saying again and again, I still believe that I cannot be saved. Right. And then, my understanding is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that okay. Billy Corgan actually is saved um, now. Subsequently, I did... came to, to faith, probably not in a, a kind of standard evangelical confession like you and I would have, have okay. hoped in our youth that he would, but but yeah. in some kind of, uh, in some sense, he's become a Christian. Is that is that true, or is that an urban legend? You know what? I have no idea, Zach. You're asking the wrong guy, but I, I hope it's true. Yeah, I absolutely hope it's true. Now, um, you know what? He, he The last thing I heard by him, and mm-hmm. this will tell you how long it's been since I've engaged uh, uh, popular music or, or yeah. formerly popular musicians, was yeah. the uh, he did the uh, soundtrack and the score for the movie Stigmata. Okay. The <laughs> most 90s movie ever. Oh, I love it. Um, and love it. and uh, it was it was bad. It was just it was laughably bad. Wow, the movie or the score? The, both, both. both. They, they deserved each other. Oh no! Well, you know you you, you can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> is Billy Corgan dead? Autofills. Is Billy Corgan left-handed? Is apparently the second most important thing. But is Billy Corgan a? Is Billy Corgan a vegetarian? Came up. <laughs> Like there's a lot of there's a lot of people just wringing their hands over that one. Is Billy Corgan a space alien? Okay. Here we go. 
Billy Corgan slams Christian rock, but says God is the future of music. The oh, Smashing okay. Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan is getting all spiritual on us, confessing in a recent TV interview that he truly believes that suffering, heartbreak, and passe song topics are passe song topics, and that God is the future of rock and roll. That's from 2013. I don't know. That may that may wind up being a more of a people wanting it to be true, and he he yeah. made a comment or two here or there. Yeah. Yeah, he, I, I actually followed the link and opened it. He says, quote, I think God is the great unexplored territory in rock and roll music. But he was already exploring rock and or God in that rock and roll song we heard from 1997 or something. You know what I remember, Ted? What? We used to have um, Chapel uh, Just Freshman. When I was yeah. a freshman in 1996 at Cornerstone University, we would have Just Freshman Chapel no once kidding. a week. Yeah. That's fascinating. And, and the RA from Quincer Hall would lead it. Okay. Um, and he, one time he would like, he, he did like the cool stuff. Like let's watch yeah. some clips from the Simpsons and talk about the spirituality or something. Yeah. And, uh, he showed that video one time. That's the first time I huh? saw it. And, and, uh, we talked about like the deep spiritual meaning of it for like a full <laughs> 45 minutes somehow. <laughs> nice dude. <laughs> oh, Christian college. You gotta love it. <laughs> Folks. We are still, uh, deep into gut check literacy month. Um, and if you're wondering why has this gone on far longer than a month, it's because on our calendars, uh, we're, we're still inside that month. Um, we have a lot to go because we care about literacy. We care about reading. Uh, we care about words and we care about you <laughs> enjoying words and in particular our words. Um, so we've been reading from uh, a book called Re-Raptured, uh, which is an end times uh, satirical novel, but also like a, a real legitimate novel novel. Uh, in that there are characters and a story and, and lots of things that happen. And uh, <laughs> lots of things that happen to people. And uh, it's a novel that we very much enjoyed writing and have enjoyed delving back into. So uh, without further ado, here's our next chapter from Re-Rapture. It just got real. <laughs> Titanium knees, my biggest friend. I'm Episcopal. We're going to go with Strongbow today. Just know that it's not my decision. Why aren't we still flying? No daughter of mine will go Episcopalian. You understand? It just got real. Dr. Wiles, this is my essay. Duke Morrison is the guy helping you off the concrete floor, ma'am. We're all in this together now. It just got real. Why aren't we still flying? Don't make me call Ditka. It just got real. Here we are. One more chapter we're going to do where we're all together. Well, we're all together. Yeah. That. That's the one. That's the one. And you can hear the sound of my wife dumping logs on the fire. If it's weird, uh, my wife is the one who tends fires in our house. It's not me. Not weird at all. Okay. Egalitarian household, this. Yeah. <laughs> that is one big log. Yellow. That is a big log. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is... Uh, Week 9, 10. This is week 10 uh, of the 35-week Gut Check Literacy Month. And we are going to be reading a chapter that I wrote entitled, Hold That Thought. So here we are with chapter 9, Hold That Thought. Reginald Faustus has to leave. It's clear that Ironsides needs him, ostensibly more than his janitorial job, and this has caused his textbook people-pleasing to shift into a sort of geologic column of loyalties and priorities. His heart belongs to Sylvia, of course, but this is some next-level stuff Ironside is in, and it might go even deeper than the heart. Officially speaking, Reginald will be taking the 17 no-questions-asked personal days he's been recently guaranteed by an executive order at the pen of President Obama, but in reality, he doubts whether he'll ever return to this place. And while it's all but unheard of for him to approach Sylvia during work hours, he just has to say goodbye. 
Pretending to be dusting, he sidles up to the counter where his sweet Sylvia has been staring off into the distance, filing her nails for the better part of an hour. He tries to lean on the counter nonchalantly, <laughs> but finds it's a little too tall for him. Recovering, he takes a step back and gazes up at her with soulful eyes. What is it, Reggie? She asks without looking at him. I just, uh... <clears throat> he clears his throat. Okay, well, you cleared your throat, so I figured... Okay, he clears his throat. <laughs> I thought that would stand up for it. <laughs> I wanted you to stand, too. <laughs> <laughs> let's take that line from the yeah, top let's, uh, let's leave that in okay. <laughs> I wanted to say that I may not the secured encrypted landline on the counter rings hold that thought a minute she says snatching up the handset thank you for calling the CIA may I interest you in one of our new wiretap wire bundles <laughs> she chirps suddenly from New York <laughs> <laughs> then her face falls a bit oh it's you what is it Faustus is wondering who is on the other end of that call. The familiar jealousy is clomping around in his guts when his own phone vibrates in his pocket. Hello? He answers, trying to shield the contraband cell with his stocky, if diminutive frame. It is I, Rabbi Pastor Avraham, says the voice on the other end. Oh, hey, Josh. Faustus says, not masking his annoyance. What do you need? What are you, um, I mean, how's it going? I'm a little busy, Josh. Mind if I call you back another time? The self-styled rabbi pastor's self-imposed accent thickens. Actually, I do mind. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is urgent. Our day is nigh at hand. <clears throat> Sylvia is having her own urgent conversation four feet away and about two feet up. <laughs> Mr. Townsend, she says in a harsh whisper. You are my asset, and you will do as I say, when I say, and I say you get yourself and your precious son, Tad, down here to Colorado Springs, post-haste. It's clear from the way she says Tad that she thinks it's a stupid name. But what about Ironsides? Jim asks. It's oh, wait, our- hold on, that's Jim. Yeah, that's oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay you be Jim. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but what about Ironsides? Jim asks. It's already been set in motion. He should be there tomorrow... He has a house here in the suburbs, you nitwit. You can draw him right up into my lap. It will be perfect. It's just, I'm really in an ideal location right now, Jim says. My commune is really coming along, and my wife has a decorator coming in to look at the main bunker tomorrow night, so... He may be saying something more, but his voice is coming across all crackly and broken. This is because despite being less than four miles away from the nearest McDonald's, Jim Townsend (laughs) is shouting into a hand-cranked... Hand-crank-powered satellite phone manufactured by Be Ready Survivalist Products, a subsidiary of La Haye Armaments. Well, tough. Sylvia spits. She doesn't actually spit, but rather says the words in a way that is sort of like spitting. I can't get the time off work, so I can't just head off to Nebraska. Blame Obama, I guess. I need you to bring them to me. Earlier that morning, Sylvia had been quite miffed and a little hurt to learn via vax message from the NORAD human resources guy that the new mandatory personal days executive order does not apply to any CIA operatives who've spent time in deep cover, need to know, will disavow, (laughs) mission critical assignments. President Obama had figured it would be just too complicated to calculate how many days off they'd earned. He's right about that, and Sylvia knows it, but it sure puts a crimp in her plans. Josh, I don't think you understand. Faustus is saying into his cell. I may have taken some kind of oath, sure, but I'm pretty sure I wasn't even sober, and besides, it was ages ago. He looks up to see Sylvia hanging up the phone, having finished her call. No, he says curtly. That's my answer. My final answer, it's no. Goodbye, Josh. He hits the end call button and, raising his eyebrows suggestively at Sylvia, forgets himself and tries again to lean smoothly against the counter for a moment. Anyway, like I was saying, I may not see you for a... Sylvia's landline rings again. Sorry, Reggie. She says, shrugging and answering the call. Thank you for calling the CIA. Oh, hi, Josh. 
Faustus chuckles as he listens to Sylvia try to let the rabbi pass her down softly. After a few failed attempts, she raises her voice. That was almost 20 years ago, Josh. I've toppled two governments since then. We're going to do this my way, or we're not going to do it at all. Understand? She hangs up without waiting for a response or even saying goodbye, which Faustus thinks is a pretty baller move. Sorry about that, Reggie. She says, looking down at him with a touch of pity. He hates that. What were you saying? I... Faustus's phone buzzes again in his hands. He glances angrily down at the display. Call from Reverend Ironsides, it reads. He experiences a moment of decision paralysis, interrupted by Sylvia commanding, Just answer it already. I'll uh, be just a second. He pushes the phone to his ear. This is Reginald. It's me, Ironsides declares, in a way that seems to suggest that his calling a regular person should be something of a big deal for that regular person. Listen close, plans have changed. I just got off the phone with Jim Townsend. He's trying to get me to head down your way. So we're going to hit him with a little surprise visit this afternoon. Get yourself to unincorporated Delta Township, Nebraska, as fast as you can. And Reginald, make sure you come prepared for anything. When it all goes down, we'll be the guys in the woods, living off berries and corn and (laughs) venison. Tad and Carol Ann will already have a huge family to work the land and we'll live like kings. Straight through the tribulation. Tribulation, seven years, I think, Faustus says. Your theoretical grandkids might not be much help. We'll work it out, Reverend Ironside says, with an authority that he imagines should override such petty concerns. Faustus is doubting anew his loyalty to the Reverend Ironsides, but it's too late to turn back. Sounds good, he says. I'm already packed, locked, and loaded. I'll meet you there in about five hours. He pockets the phone and looks up at his lovely Sylvia, perhaps for the last time. He takes a deep breath and says, I guess this is good. Sylvia's phone is ringing. Hold that thought. She says. <laughs> <laughs> Love that chapter. That's great. Oh, man. I hope you enjoyed that from Re-Raptured. Go on our favorite little local uh, bookseller, Amazon.com, and check out The Gut Check Guide to Publishing. Um, I've heard, Zach, people saying that it made all of their publishing dreams come true. This has been the Gut Check Podcast, and we will see you next time. I'm not laughing. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like me, I mean, he's used to being honestly, I miss that too, man. He brought so much, like, Good.